praise the Lord. I want to appreciate each and every one of you that will be listening to this message. Thank you for your perseverance. I want to assure you that the Lord is about to transform your life. The Lord is about to take you from the level you are now to a greater level. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you wherever you are. This message you'll be listening to will not stand as a condemnation to you, but rather it will be a message that will serve as a means of liberation from causes and from any effects of disobedience as far as the altar of God is concerned in the name of Jesus. And so, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for how far you've led us. You have been teaching us. You have been helping us. We've depended on you all this while for your revelation and for your wisdom. And you have never failed us. Lord, I say, let your name alone be glorified. We call you King of Kings. We call you Lord of Lords. We call you Yahweh. You are Elohim. You are Adonai. You are the omnipotent and the omniscient God. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. You are the ancient of days, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Lord, we appreciate you. We return all the glory to you. Let your name alone be glorified. Teach us once again. Enlighten us once again. At the end of the at the end of the day, receive all the glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Last session of this teaching, we stopped at fact number five, where I said that the altar can be polluted. Please pay careful attention to this message and then follow every word carefully. If you want to note, you can note. But most importantly, you must put every single word to heart. It is important for these words to guide you as far as ministry is concerned so that you don't make a mistake in the name of Jesus. So I said the altar can be polluted. We look at Exodus chapter 20, 25 and 26 and it says, An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thy oxen in all places where I record my name. I will come unto thee and I will bless you. Now, note this particular word. You see, God said, Lord, I will come. Why? Because an altar has been raised. So, the altar is a system of invitation. I told you that an altar 
grants us authorization. So without the altar, there are no invitation. So the Bible says what? He said, I will come. Why? Because there is an altar. 25. And say, If thou will make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of his stone. But if thou lift up that tool upon it, thou shalt it. He said, But adventure, if there's any reason you will want to raise an altar of stone, make kappa to he said, Thou shalt not build it of his stone, but if thou lift up that tool upon it, that has pointed it. Now, I said I will be explaining the difference between the altar of earth and the altar of stone. I will make it more emphasis on the altar of the stone. I said the altar of stone talks about the human altar, the altar of earth. Of earth Talk about the physical structure. Hmm. There is the altar where you beautify, uh, 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 you know, that have been beautified by things that have been created from the earth. These are altars where you put your flower. These are altars where there are curtains and the rest, light bulbs and everything you can ever think about. The Bible called it an altar of earth. Where burnt offerings, burnt offerings are being administered. These offerings are being administered in this altar. Hmm. This is the kind of altar that no one built that made a covenant between human and their creator. The kind of altar that warranted God, the Bible says, and God made a sweet offering. And he said, Haba, because of this, I'm about to make a covenant. I will never destroy the earth. An altar of earth was created. And so as a result of it, there was a covenant between man and God. This was the same altar that was created by Isaac after his encounter with the heavenly places. The same altar that was created by Jacob. The Bible says, as he was resting at that particular environment around Beersheba, behold, there was a revelation that he saw angels ascending and descending. And he said, no, I need to be that altar of death. Now, there is an other altar that God did not joke with. And so, if you look at that statement in verse 25, the Bible says, and if thou will make me, number 24, look at verse 24. The Bible, 24 talks about, 24 looks like a commandment. It's like a commandment. Verse 24, the Bible says, An altar thou shalt make unto me. It's just like a commandment. It's a listing. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me. But when it comes to 26, there was an option. It's a listing. Because of the, uh, 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 you know, because of the depth, because of the seriousness of this ministry, 
If there's any reason you are about to make an altar of stone, listen, there are principles. He said you shall not make them. With what? With his stones. Because it at all your tool rests upon it that has polluted it. If all your true rest upon it, your true, you make an altar with a polluted a, 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 a true. He said, Thou hast polluted it. Now I said, an altar of stone talks about the human altar. Mark chapter 12, verse 10. Mark chapter 12, verse 10. Look at what the Bible said. Mark 12, verse 10. He said, And have you not read the scripture? Have you not read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. The stone. You see, when the Bible talks about stone, it's not just referring to the, these stones you just, you know, you take and do, uh, um, I don't know if I'm all these stones you just throw around the people. It's talking about an altar, a human altar. And that Bible, that, Bible, that, Bible, uh, that Bible scripture here is actually referring to Jesus. He said, have you not read the stone which the builders rejected? The stone that came to deliver man from the bondage of sin and the builders rejected them. The Bible talks about the builders. These were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These were men that were supposed to build the kingdom of God. But yet, they became people that began to fight our Lord Jesus. And so as a result of their envy, as a result of their lack of humility, to study the mysteries that were brought to them by our Lord Jesus. They had to reject him and say, listen, as far as you are concerned, this particular stone, this altar, we have rejected him. Give us Barnabas and crucify him. If I would say that stone, the father that Jesus has now become the cornerstone of which any man or woman that is sincere enough to walk according to the principle of God hmm, will stand by that foundation. Have you forgotten what the Lord Jesus told Peter after the revelation that was ministered to him by Peter? The Bible says, A time came, Jesus began to make inquiry and say, Who do men say that I am? You have followed me at the apex of my ministry. You have seen me do all kinds of signs and wonders. You've seen me lay hands on the sick and they get healed. You see me lay hands on the blind and they begin to see. You have seen me waving walks upon waters. Now, who do men say that I am? And then they begin to say all kinds of things. One of them said, You are Elijah and all this. That's okay, enough. What about you? As my disciples, as my followers, as my pastors, as my choristers, as my 
prayer warriors, my ushers, and the rest. Who do you say that I am? And there was a shocking silence. And one man stood and said, You are Christ. Not that you are Jesus. Listen, Peter had every right to call him Jesus. And as far as the system of name is concerned, he is right. Because his name is called Jesus. He said, listen, I know you are Jesus, but I refuse to call you Jesus. He said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Not that you are the son of Joseph. We know your father and your mother. Your father is a carpenter. We know him quite all right. But no, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Abba, what a mystery. And Jesus said, by this rock, this rock, Peter, by this rock, that means by this altar, there is something about that man called Peter. Ah, Lekato Shakata. A mystery. This man that have made himself a living altar that grants him access to access spiritual illumination. And Jesus looked at him and said, Bye. You see, on this rock will I build my church. The altar of his throne. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Let's start from verse 19. He said, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. Hmm. The chief altar himself, where every other stone must have to come and tap relevance for. The chief cornerstone himself. An altar of a stone, where every other stone must submit to, to gain relevance as far as ministry is concerned. So when it comes to the altar of stone, God does no joke with it. The human altar. The human altar. He said, do not build it on his stone. Hmm. Do not create an altar with a body that has been polluted. Because the very moment you open your mouth to sing praise and worship, although that song might be sincere, you know, that song might be worthy of acceptance, but because the person rendering that song has polluted the altar inside of him, the Bible says that song has been polluted. That altar has been polluted. Look at First Peter 2. First Peter chapter 2, 4 to 5. Mm. Peter chapter 2, 4 to 5. Bible says, verse 4, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. 
He said to whom come in as unto a living stone, unto a living altar. This particular scripture was referring to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's hmm. why he said, Yea, also as lively stones. Are you not aware that you yourself, you are a living stone, a living altar? Not a dead altar, a living altar. He said, I built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer us spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus. Spiritual sacrifices. So the aim of this altar is to offer us spiritual sacrifices acceptable not to go about and begin to drink around and gallivant around. Not to chase women and sleep around with any pain lady on his skirts or trousers. The idea of this altar, the moment you violate this principle, there are consequences. You yourself a living stone. So you must realize that you are a living altar. So this is the idea. He said, if there's any reason you will make an altar of stone, be careful, there are consequences. There are guidelines and failure, there are consequences. He said, do not build it on the history. Never you make the mistake of bringing men and women who do not understand this principle. Because the very moment they put their feet in your altar to render praise or worship, that altar will be polluted. There are consequences. There are consequences. Consequences of a polluted water. Number one, it brings about the judgment of God. Write this down. You must be careful now. This point, a very critical point. You must get it now. What are the consequences? Number one, it brings about the judgment of God. First Corinthians. First Corinthians three. Shapale to First Corinthians three verse seventeen. Look at what the Bible says. Hmm. If any man defy the temple of God, him shall God destroy. If any man defy the temple of God, hmm. him shall God destroy. Not that God will have mercy. They are guidelines. Don't say, ah, all these things, we are, we are covered by grace. Watch your life. The way your life is going now, is it the way it ought to go? Something is already destroying around you and you are ignorant of it because you do not understand this principle. He said, for the temple of God is holy. Question, which temple are you? It's not about you being a minister. It's not about you being 
a chorister. The first one is which temple are you? Which altar are you? Are you an altar that will be acceptable for spiritual sacrifices to Jesus? Or are you just an altar that the enemy will use to begin to harbor demonic beings to bring about destruction to the kingdom of God? Which altar? I told you that the human body has the capacity to possess spiritual beings. So the very moment the spirit of God is not dwelling in your life, watch it. Another spirit is already taking charge. You cannot live your life without a spirit. This is the principle. The very moment you are not occupied by the spirit of God, something else is already taking charge. Because there is an altar inside of you and that altar cannot remain vacant. It is either the spirit of God is residing or the spirit of something else. So the question is, which altar are you? The Bible says what? If any man defies the temple of the Lord, the Lord will destroy. So the consequences, you joke around the temple, you mess up or you mess the temple, you go around the temple, you are eating gala biscuit, doing all kinds of things, lying down carelessly. The Bible says, God will destroy you. Listen and listen carefully. Those of you as sanctuary keepers, when you go about the altar of God, cleaning the altar, you better be careful. I said the altar of God is a meeting center, a contact center where spiritual transactions are being transacted. So if you are careless and you enter at the wrong time, even though your idea is just to clean the altar, if you are careless and you enter at the wrong time, something else is about to happen to your life that will only take the grace of God to deliver you. So you must be careful at any point of time. To assess the altar, you must take your life. Next part. It can lead to untimely death or sickness. Living to go. Makoto boko to zika da libada. Leko boko to libada. Living to go. It can lead to untimely death. There are consequences when you joke around the altar of God. You must be careful. The altar of God is not a place you just go around and begin to laugh and play and joke and snap picture. You put all kind of posing. It is a place where spiritual transactions are being transacted. Look at Leviticus chapter 10. Something happened there. From verse 1. The Bible says, Anadob and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his Caesar. These children do not understand it. There is the principle guiding every operation around the altar. They keep seeing their father doing all these things. And so they decided to go around and let us also try. We know our father normally carries censor. 
and say, let us go around and do this thing. The Bible says what? And they put fire therein and put incense thereon and offer strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. When you begin to do things around the altar without the instruction of God, there are consequences. So they went around and began to behave anyhow. Without the commandment of God. Look at what happened. That was the word. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. The Bible says, and they offered strange fire. Because there was the principle guiding that altar. You do not just climb the altar and begin to do all kinds of things. I say, I used to see my papa. This is how he does it. He just, it's not just to lay hands. It's not just to carry a you know, eh? It's not just to do this less thing. There are principles. These things work according to spiritual, spiritual instructions. So you must be careful. Don't just climb the altar. And say everybody's climbing, let me climb. Listen, there are consequences. The Bible said they did was strange fire. Why? Because it was strange to God because they did not follow the principle as far as that altar is concerned. And God looked and said, Abba, this thing that is coming from this altar, there is a principle that has been violated. I am trying to recognize it. This, this idea, this thing going on in this altar has not been registered. As far as the kingdom of God is concerned, so as a result of that, the Bible called it strange. And so the anger of the Lord rose up and immediately they died. You climb the altar, you joke around, you play around, you go back home and then you are inflicted with all sicknesses of the other. You are wondering, ah, I just came out from church, why am I feeling sick? Take your life. And doctor. The last one. It dismisses the presence of God. Malachi chapter 1. Consequences of a polluted altar. You enter the altar, you do things anyhow, you chase away the presence of God. Whether the altar as a human being. You see, there is a kind of lifestyle you begin to live. The Spirit of God will have to live your life immediately because the Bible will say, What communion has light with darkness? You cannot say you are the author of God and you're harboring evil thoughts, jealousy, anger. And at the same time, you climb to the altar with a mic. Come on. That spirit that you're already harboring. Alone can chase the presence of the Lord away immediately from that altar. So you must be careful. Malachi 1 64. It's a long reading. Verse 6. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests. Oh priests, oh ministers, oh prayer warriors, oh choristers, oh ushers. This is the question from the Lord. He said, where is my honor? He said, that despised my name. And you say, where have we despised thy name? He said, there is something you are not doing right. And you are busy arguing. I said, ah, what are you saying? Where, where, what have we not? 
where, where do we go wrong? Look at what the Bible said. It said, you offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, wherein have we polluted you? In that, you say, the table of the Lord is contempt, contemptible. He said, well, you offer polluted bread. I'm going to stop here. Polluted bread. The moment you mess yourself up, do not climb the altar. Because your offering or your praise of worship will be polluted. And the Lord will not be happy about it. The moment you know, do not even stand to back up. Do not even climb to minister as a minister. You must go back and reconcile with God. You could be like, spend 30 minutes. Let people be jumping up and down. But as far as God is concerned, that place of worship, that administration has been polluted. You must go back and reconcile yourself with God. There are certain things you bring to the altar and begin to wonder. So certain dance steps you bring to the altar. That singular act can change the way the presence of the Lord. Hmm. You must be careful. Never you joke around the altar. There are consequences. There are consequences. The mode of operation of God might change, but it's principally well. Why is it that upon your prayers as a child of God, that sickness has not left you? And you are wondering why. You have been struggling. You get a job today, you lose it. Yet you are a chorister. Things are not working well for you. Is it that you are polluting the altar of the Lord and then you are facing the consequences? Or is it something else? This is a question I will leave you with. Be careful at any time you come around the other of the Lord. Open your mouth and begin to cry for mercy. Lord, your mercy. I pray for you. Let the mercy of the Lord speak upon you and speak upon me. Forgive us, O Lord, wherever we have missed it. At the end of the day, let your name be God bless you all in Jesus' name.